Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome to my show. When you think about brand identity, what springs to your mind? Is it a company or a brand logo? Is it the colors? Is it the service? What is it about that particular brand that catches your attention, helps you to remember when someone asks you about what's your favorite coffee shop? You can say right away what it is because you remember the brand. But when you think about branded identity, think about what is your brand identity? Is it your smile? Is it your personality? Is it the fact that you love wearing purple and pink? And so people associate those colors with you. And when you think about how you present yourself to the world, are you really emphasizing your brand identity? When you think about people remembering you, wanting to work with you, wanting to connect with you, how will they? Do that. My special guest today is someone who does that for a living and not just brand identity, but helping us discover what is our brand identity. My guest is Shana Robinson. She is a speaker, a workshop leader, a lifestyle business coach, and she is also the owner of the Branding Boutique. She helps female business owners find their authentic self, their style, their voice through her branding services. And I'm so excited to hear more from what Shana can share with us. So please help me welcome Shana. Hey, Shana. Hey, how's it going? Going great. How about you? (laughs) I am so excited to be here and for us to chat today. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks. Wonderful. Glad to hear it. So tell me, how did you get started in the branding business, so to speak? Honestly, I can say that it kind of found me. Um, I started just through styling, honestly. There was one of my coaches, he was turning 40 and he had asked me if I could, you know, help him kind of revamp his look. And I was like, well, I don't really style men and I don't really like style like that. I had a large background in retail and had done quite well for myself there, but nothing formal. 
so I went ahead and I kind of rebranded his look. He started getting some notice for that. And then for his birthday, I actually went on to give him a new logo and everything like that. That's kind of one of the starting points. The other starting point was just when I started in business, one of the first ever things that I did when I was looking at other coaches out there was that they all had these gorgeous images. They had beautiful photography. And I was like, clearly, that's what I need to do when I start. So I started with my own brand shoot, you know, pulled together a stylist, photographer, makeup artist, and we did our first studio shoot. And that was like over eight years ago. So I didn't recognize that all through the time over the course of the years that I was actually working on branding. And then it became something that people started looking at me for. I really love your stuff. How can I do that? And that's where we started the branding business. Wonderful. Oh, I love that. And I love that it found you authentically versus you saying one day, you know what? I think I want to be a a branding um, stylist. I want to be a brand manager. (laughs) Right, right. No, it just happened naturally. And about four years ago, I pulled together a team, a copywriter, a designer, myself, and somebody to help us kind of stay organized. And we started these little $5,000 brands. They were getting the baby in the bathwater back then. (laughs) But that's kind of where it started. And then people started to refer us. And there was so much learning, so much learning that went into that process. But that's that's really where it began about four years ago. Wow. So only four years. For me, it seems like you've been doing this forever, just because you are so passionate about what you're doing. And you not only talk about and and obviously offer services for branding, but you embody the whole idea of branding yourself. Yes. Yes. And I think that that's what our businesses should be. It should be a function of who we are, an extension of who we are, so that you don't have to try and be something that you're not. Right. So you are your walking billboard. You are your brand and you have to be your brand at all times. Yes. Yes, exactly. And you know, it's interesting. I, I want to share a little bit about that because obviously coffee is, well, I don't know if coffee is my brand, but I guess it, in a sense it is because I mean, coffee with Jenny B podcast, <laughs> but, but even, even before I started the podcast, uh, people knew about my love of coffee. And so people would send me memes and pictures and links and, you know, they, they associated me with coffee because I would always talk about my love of coffee. Mm-hmm. And so that was part of, I guess, my, my brand identity in a sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. We would call it one of your brand pillars, right? Because you as Jenny B, you are the brand, right? Okay. <laughs> and then there's these pillars that go along with it. And coffee is one of those big overarching ones, but there's so many more things about you. But that's maybe one that's really at the forefront. Mm, okay, that's interesting. And and something else, because my brand colors are, well, green is my favorite color, but I also like teal. And so when I, I had a girlfriend create my logo, she included green, teal, and brown for coffee, of course. But whenever I am wearing something green or teal or both together, I will get compliments. It's like, you know what? I'm loving your brand. Your brand is on point. There you go. Yes. Being on brand has a few different facets, right? It's 
your appearance, like you're talking about. So being in your brand colors, but also your behavior, the way that you carry yourself, you're so sweet and genuine and bubbly and energetic. And all of those things are part of your brand as well. Right. And then what you communicate and then seeing that online. So they're recognizing your digital presence, right. And attaching that to, oh, when I see Jenny's brand, this is what it is. Okay, I see. Yeah. And and if the brand is making them feel a certain way, you know, whether it's happiness, excitement, joy, whatever it is, I'm doing something right then with my brand because that's what I'm wanting to project out there is the happiness, the joy, and the excitement. Absolutely. When you're thinking about pulling your brand together, I mean, there's color psychology, there's the undertone of the brand. What are we trying to communicate here? You know, are we trying to invoke a feeling of empowerment? Are we trying to invoke a feeling of scarcity or urgency? Are we giving people hope? All of the the colors, the language, the way it's presented and packaged needs to come together to create that emotion. Okay. Yes. I I totally get that because of course, when you think about colors, they say that, you know, red is more of a dynamic color. Maybe sometimes red signifies danger in a sense, right? Uh, Whereas colors like blue is more soothing and, you know, so there's, there's the psychology goes behind, as you were saying, behind colors. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then when you combine them, what are we saying with them? Right. So on their own, this is maybe what they're representing, like white is for purity, right? Or trust. So when you pull all those colors together, what what are they saying when we pull them together? Okay. So if I were to hire you, let's say, okay, I'm I'm starting out, or maybe I need a brand refresh and you know, my logo is not really saying anything about me and I want to do like a complete overhaul, what would you do? How would you start with the process? So one of the first things that I believe in is I have a three-step process, which is the woman, the CEO, and then the brand. And I think a lot of times in the branding space, I have so many great peers in the branding space, but a lot of times we miss out on learning about the individual. We go straight to the strategy of the business. We go straight to the colors that people like, and we're very literal versus learning about the woman herself. What are her dreams, her goals, her aspirations? What are the things that she does in her downtime? What is her calling in this world? And why is that important? So the first thing that I would do is learn all about you because it's not just about coffee. It's about you holistically as a woman. And through that, we'll be able to truly then uncover, well, what's the transformation that you want to create in this world. I often ask my clients, what do you want to be known for? And I believe in something called a lived legacy. Why do we need to be celebrated when we're dead? We need to be celebrated while we're here and we're still in a position to serve. Oh my goodness. Yes. Right. So what is your calling while you're here and how are you going to fulfill that? And so a lot of times we might name our brand something. So I start with renaming. I need to learn about you. And then I love to name businesses that equate to the transformation. So for example, when I'm rebranding you, I have an offer called rebrand you. When we are (laughs) going to elevate the brand, we are going to do a brand elevation. When it's time to establish the brand, we are going to establish the brand. Just that, why do we make things so complicated, right? And so I really like starting with, what do you want to be known for? What is your lived legacy while you're here? What's the transformation that you want to create 
for your clients. And then we normally find a word and I am pretty well known for renaming most of my clients' businesses. Even if they're attached, I'm like, get over it because (laughs) it has sentimental value to you, but it means nothing to your client, right? So I remember having a client last summer whose business was named after her, right? MDA Consulting. And it held value because it was her husband's last name and her father's last name. And while that's very nice, what does that do for your clients? That doesn't tell them who you are. So I normally go through my renaming process very late at night. (laughs) So it must have been about 3 a.m. and I'm in my thesaurus and everything. And I came up with the hype marketing house for her because she is, she has crazy good energy. Like she is always on 10. And I was like, you're always hype. And we were able to create a concept around that between her and her husband. They have six children. I was like, you have a hype crew you know, let's get hype. You can do sessions where it's talking about like, it's not all the hype. We played off of that word in her branding so much, right? And now it's become a thing. There's another one of my clients. I actually have a tattoo on my arm that says more than a conqueror. It's from a biblical verse. And when I was asking her, like, what's that transformation? She's like, I want my clients to know that they can overcome anything. And I was like, what about conquer? Oh, yes, that's a strong word. And now she's like, hey, conquerors, how are you doing today? Blah, blah, blah. So there's all these concepts that come along with the brand. And so that's one of the first things, because once I can see the name and once I can see the concept, then the colors and the vision and the, sh- the concept for the shoot comes to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. So that would be one of the first places that we start. Now, speaking of the first place to start, what if I have absolutely no idea what I'm all about? I'm just, I'm lost and I'm looking to you to provide that guidance. So is there a process that you go through to get me to that point? Absolutely. My foundation is life coaching. And so one of the things that I do first is I go through your backstory and I ask a very pointed, intentional question, which is what were the three most difficult times in your life? And when we go through that, we're able most times to see a pattern of behavior. And then I couple that with your expertise, right? I've had clients who were able to recognize like they were always overlooked for promotions. They never, you know, were the one who got selected, for example. And then in the work that they're passionate about, most times it ties to something that was challenging for us. So now there becomes this alignment and we have this moment of recognizing one of two things. Most times they're like, I didn't see that, but I've been doing this my whole life. And I'm like, exactly. And you get the credibility by your lived experience. Okay. That's interesting because, you know, when you think about complimenting someone on something they're doing and, you know, I, we tend to dismiss that and go like, oh, that, you know, like I've been doing that forever. I could do that in my sleep. You know, it's no big deal. But I don't see that as part of my brand or my business. Most time, it's the cornerstone of it. I'm sure that there, if you really went back into your story, coffee might have always been your therapy. Coffee might have always been that thing that you went to when you were stressed or overwhelmed. Maybe it was the thing that you went to when you were the happiest. Maybe how did you get introduced to it? There's a story there, right? So that develops our brand story. 
right? Because if you ever get the opportunity to be on a podcast just like this or on a stage or write a piece somewhere, what is the story that you're going to tell that qualifies you in what you do? Now, I know a little bit of your backstory and you were able to share with me, you know, how you went and furthered your knowledge in the coffee space. I loved that story. I'm like, more people need to hear that story, right? But that's one of those things where it's like, when you love something, you do so much, you become a student of it. That's the other thing is that a lot of people take their natural talent and they don't dive into becoming a student of their craft, right? So when we're able to go through our backstory for myself, Rebrand You, which was my first ever coaching offer, was developed because I needed to rebrand myself. And it wasn't about anything being wrong with me. I was shifting in a time in life. And I no longer wanted to be seen in the way I was currently presenting myself. So I had that work to do. And would you say that we change over time? So, you know, you you found that there was something inside of you that wasn't serving you. And so it was a natural shift. It's like, I need to do something, but I'm not quite sure what it is. And then when you find that thing, it's like wearing a favorite sweater. You know, it, it's comfortable. It feels good. It makes you feel happy. And then you know that that's when it is the right thing. Yeah. So I refer to it as finding your lane and carving out your lane. And so the thing is, because we're human, we will evolve. But I always say you'll probably evolve in the same lane right? So branding will forever be a part of me. I, I go back to like my mom being like, you can't wear spaghetti straps and you can't show your bum and you can't, you know, cause I'm, I'm well shaped. So we used to have to wear long things. We couldn't wear fitted things because of our shape and we were kids. Right. And <laughs> yeah. so you go back to all of these rules. You go back to when you leave this house, you're a representation of our family. You always need to have your hair combed and your teeth brushed and you need to look very presentable. Image consulting was a part of my life before I knew what the word was. Right. So if we can kind of go back through our life, we'll recognize that we've been evolving with this for a very long time. So once you identify kind of what your core is, as you grow, evolve and get better and stronger at what you do, you're just deepening and widening your lane. And we really need to carve out our space, right? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's making space for ourselves because sometimes we don't. You know, um, I was talking to you before we started our episode here about me being so overwhelmed by life that I couldn't see myself and knowing that I needed to make space for myself. Because if you're constantly bombarded by external stimuli, and even sometimes internal yourself, it doesn't allow that room for that energy, that creativity, that growth that comes in. And sometimes we lose our place in that lane, don't we? We do. And that's exactly why I start with the woman, because when I can understand what was important to you as a woman, I can constantly remind you of that. And your brand should be built off of the cornerstone of that. And so that keeps you on track because we can get so lost in the business side of what we're doing. It's so easy to get caught up in, I need more clients. I need more exposure. I need more sales. I need more whatever versus reminding ourselves of why we got involved in this in the first place, why we fell in love with the work that we do 
why we fell in love with creating something and what we want to be known for. So it's really about full alignment and recognizing when we're out of it is just showing us, you know, where you and I reconnected was at an event. And at that event, that moment, I went home that night and I was like, oh, I'm out of alignment. But it was in a positive way, because I recognized that I needed to start doing more things that were just about Shana and what Shana brings to the table versus what my whole team brings to the table and recognizing that I'm powerful on my own. And so you will get those nudges every once in a while that says something's off. And I constantly remind my clients, your intuition is one of the best things that we as women have. And the biggest muscle that you need to learn to flex in your business. Yes, I, I totally agree. Because when we're not listening to ourselves, it doesn't work anyways. No. <laughs> and you know what? And we tend to, at least, you know, if I don't listen to myself, I feel like I'm that square peg going into a round hole and I keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And sometimes it's like, you know, I got to keep pushing. And sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, this isn't working. I give up. But then I don't know what to do. You know, I feel lost in some cases, right? Yeah. And that's when we just need to reset or to your point earlier, where we kind of need to create space for ourselves again, right? It's the overwhelm that can come in and bombard our thoughts and make us feel like we're lost. Majority of the time, we're not. We're just afraid to claim the next part of our journey. Yes. Moving outside of our comfort zone. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's scary, isn't it? I always say this. To be afraid and to be excited takes the same energy. And so it's okay for you to have both of those feelings at the same time. It shows you that you are moving forward. It shows you that you're alive. So yeah, of course, change is scary. Of course, evolution is scary. I'm making a pivot in my business right now. And I'm like, I'm about to have a conversation to pitch myself to somebody on Monday. And I am excited about the possibilities of that conversation, but I am nervous to go into the conversation. Just giving space for both of those feelings. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. And it's okay. Yeah. I read something and I can't remember now where I read it, but it was talking about the difference between envy and jealousy. And that it's okay to be envious of someone's success or perhaps you think, oh, you know what? I've always wanted to do that thing and they're doing it. And it's like, now I can't because they're doing it, right? Or, oh, I wish I had done it first and now they're doing it and now I can't. But instead of having those feelings, it's recognizing, first of all, that we feel perhaps a little envious and perhaps we feel a little jealousy that we didn't do it, but that shouldn't stop us from doing our own thing. Absolutely not. And it takes me back to that backstory and your lived experience, because how many people are in the branding space? How many people are in the coffee space? There's millions of us, but it's our story that makes us stand apart and stand out. And so if you can really sink into what is common sense for you, right? Because I'm like, I have no clue how other people build brands and don't get to know their clients this deeply. I don't know how they do it but they're booked and busy and whatever works for them and they attract the right clients for them, 
right? So I think it's about recognizing that, yeah, you can be jealous. You can be envious. Like at the end of the day, we are human beings. If you are not having these feelings and these emotions, like, are you alive? <laughs> right? Or you're lying. Yes. And, and lying doesn't serve us. Yes, I can be happy for you in the same breath that I'm envious of you, in the same breath that I'm jealous or that I'm mad with myself, right? <laughs> all of that. How many times have we had an experience where we're feeling all of the feels and you don't even know how to decipher them? You're just, what, um, part of me is pissed, part of me is really excited. And that doesn't have to take away from the other person. No. And it has nothing to do with the other person. It's you. Right. And how are you controlling? Well, that's not controlling. I shouldn't say controlling. How are you dealing with your emotions? Yeah. Yeah. How are you navigating those feelings and those things that are coming up for you? And I always just say, again, those are signs for us. Oh, it's a sign that I should have played bigger. Oh, it's a sign that I shouldn't wait you know, to do something. It's a sign that I do know what I'm doing here. I could do this. And if you're really passionate about it, go after it. You know, the mentor that I started talking about at the top of um, our chat, he passed away a few years ago, died from a heart attack, just did not wake up one morning. And this man was brilliant, had a difficult life, but very brilliant. And it really showed me in that moment that like life is not promised. That was the closest death I've had to myself from somebody who was like a friend. And it just really showed me that at the end of the day, we don't know when, as my dad would say, our number would get called. We don't know. So what are you waiting for? You're going to piss some people off in this world. You are going to hurt some feelings. You are going to make a lot of lives better. You are going to impact people who will never tell you that you have impacted them by just being you and just by showing up. Get over the fact that some people are going to fall out of love with you. Some people are going to be mad at you. Some people are going to be jealous of you. It's part of what comes with the territory. Yes. And, and it didn't stop you. No, no. We're, we're human. You're going to mourn that loss of a friend or a client or an experience, but there's more doors opening up for you. And as long as you know that you were in alignment with your character, because your reputation is so important. And as long as at the end of the day, you can say, I stood true to what was right for me. You're good. Have you ever thought I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundle, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. And I want to get back to what you were saying about your why, knowing your why. Why are you doing this? Why are you putting yourself out there? Why is this so important to you? And if you can answer that question for yourself, then you can find your lane, you can find your path, and you can move forward. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I know you're, you weren't asking in that question, but I'm going to answer it. I'm going to let you guys know that my parents came over from the Caribbean 51 years ago. And my mom was a teacher back in the Caribbean, which is, you know, a very good job. 
to have. She was very young, 21 years old, and, you know, met my dad at a party and, you know, came, he came up to Canada with his family. And then he, they were pen palling for a few months. And he said, well, do you want to come up here and maybe be my wife? And back in those days, you had to send a round trip ticket because if it doesn't work out, she needs to go back home. And so, you know, she came up, she said, yes, she got married to my dad. And my mom describes it as like an outer body experience. She knew no one here, no one. And you're marrying this person. And, you know, I just say my mom never became the woman that she was supposed to. She dedicated her life to being a wife and a mother. And to this day, she still gives us as kids everything. My mom just retired at the age of 72. And I'm like, it's your time. And she has no clue what to do with herself. Who was she as a woman outside of the titles? What did she accomplish in her life that she was passionate about? And to hear my mom now say, I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. And that she never put herself in position to, not because she didn't have the means, but because of the responsibility and because she didn't put herself first. So for me, that's why putting the woman first is so important to me so that we don't lose sight of what we're here to do. And I believe that every woman should have their own business because we need our own buying power. It's not to say that we don't need a man. It's not to say that we can't benefit from relationships, but it's to say that if you are passionate about something, you shouldn't have to ask permission to do it. You should be able to go out and do what you need to do. So I started the boutique and all of the work that I've done over the past years is geared towards women seeing themselves as worthy and beautiful and powerful and capable and putting them in a position to be able to do all of the things that they want to do and accomplish in their lives. It's not even about the brand. No, it's not. Oh my goodness. I love that. I absolutely love that. And it's so true because we need that. We need to have something of our own. I think about I, when I retired from working for someone else, uh, January, 2020, and decided that I was going to be my own boss and do my own things. And I remember saying to myself, you know, this is the first time I'm doing something for myself. This podcast is the first time I'm doing something just for me. It's not for my family. It's not for my kids. It's not for my husband. It's not for anybody else. But it's me. It's mine. It, it's my baby. It's my project. It's my, it's my passion. And that's why, because when I started, I knew nothing about podcasting. Absolutely nothing. I thought, oh, I, I, I had no idea what I'm doing. But I knew that there was something driving me to do it. And I had to do it. I, I thought if I don't do this, I'm never going to do it. And, and so I took that, that leap of faith. And, and here I am. And how many episodes later, right? Yeah, well, more than two. <laughs> Which is huge. So massive congrats to you. You know, and you. I love to hear you say it's the first thing I did for myself, right? Because it invokes pride in us and joy and accomplishment. And we need that. And it doesn't mean that you haven't been accomplished in other areas of your life. But like you said, this is like another child right? It's, it's your baby that you get to continue to nurture and raise and groom and all of those things. And it's a direct manifestation of your thoughts 
And that is so exciting. It is. It's very exciting. And I think about um, Wendy Hofford, because you were talking about the the core values and and I guess in a sense our strengths and and how we've always had that deep inside, but we never had a chance or maybe not wanted to acknowledge that this has always been a part of us. I think about, um, you know, the Wizard of Oz and, you know, the Glinda, the Good Witch saying to Dorothy, you've had the power all along. Yeah. A lot of times life circumstance and situations bombard us seeing our power. They stand in the way and we have so much. And I know that it's different now with social media people. It's saying it's the worst it's ever been, right? But even if we go back to when my mom was in her 20s or whatever, there was always a version of people trying to tear you down. There was always a version of, you know, you not feeling adequate. And I think the conversations that we need to have more and more are around adequacy and around why we feel that we're not adequate enough. And that that internal battle that we have, in one breath, I'm the most confident person you probably ever met. But in this other breath, like, why would somebody choose me? And it's okay to recognize that, yes, sometimes I have that negative self-talk, but what is it attached to? Where does it come from? Why do I believe it? Um, there's a book I swear by, The Four Animals, not The Four Animals, sorry, The Four Agreements, and <laughs> the four animals is a process that I use with my clients. Sorry. Um, the okay. four agreements. And I swear by it, that book, because at the end of the day, we have made agreements with the things that people have said to us and about us. And if we are not centered enough to recognize, well, no, that's, that wasn't my intention or that wasn't who I am. Don't try and label me. Don't try and put things on me. And why do we always let those words win? And so part of coming into center and into alignment with your brand is really being able to first rebrand yourself so that you know and you can stand on, no, this is who I am. And this is the way that I'm operating. This is the what, what I believe in. Um, that might not always line up with other people's impression or expectations of you, right? But guess what? At the end of the day, if you are staying true to yourself, that is the most important thing that you can do in this world because everybody will try and shape you into something and someone else and they'll still not be happy with who you are. So you, we, we have to be in a season of pleasing ourselves. Oh, I love that season of pleasing ourselves. Yes. And it's when we do have that negative self-talk and we always have that. I, you know what, that comes with me sometimes when someone wants to hire me for something or do something. And it's like, Oh, you know, I I start, you know, am I worthy? Maybe I need to flip that around the mindset. And it's like, you know what? They wouldn't have contacted me if I wasn't worthy, if I wasn't providing them something that they saw, they saw something in me that they wanted to connect with me. And we need to embrace that. Absolutely. And I think we have to start reframing the questions, just like you said, right? Somebody had posted this week about what would make you a good referral. And being honest, when I first was tagged in it, I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to write here. And as I took, you know, a day or two to sit on it, I went back actually this morning and commented. And I was like, there's two transformations that I bring that nobody else can. 
And I was able to speak from the perspective of what I bring to the table. That doesn't make me better or worse than anybody else. It's just what I'm specifically packaged to do. And so if we stop putting in comparisons and we really just begin to operate in a space of what am I good at? Why do my clients love me? Why do the people around me who appreciate me love me in their life? You know, what is special about me? And what is that transformation that I can create for somebody that nobody else can? That's why they hire you. That's why they seek you out. That's why they want to work with you. Sometimes it's just our energy. Sometimes it's that we were honest. Sometimes it's that we we have a gentleness about us and people appreciate that. Sometimes it's that we're new and we have fresh perspective, right? All of the things normally that come to shatter your confidence and break you down, most of the times, those are the very things that people love about us. Interesting. I, I, I never quite thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. And, and sometimes we don't see that in ourselves. It takes others to bring it out to, in us. And, you know, it's really important for two things. When you feel like you're lacking confidence in yourself, you have to know the things that get you back into the flow of your confidence. So for myself, like if I'm feeling down, I need to just coach somebody, not even for money. I just need to find somebody who needs like an inspirational word and let me give it. And I'm like, see, I am good at this. I got it. Right. Um, that's one. The other thing is also being able to recognize that we need a village around us. You need a village of powerful people. Um, and one of my new coaches refers to this as power partners. And I just love that statement. Um, and she talks about it from the position of, you know, who are the people who are, who are saying your name in different rooms when you're not there? Who are the people that can see those things in you that you can't see in yourself? Who are the people who are ready to usher you into new spaces, right? Because they see your potential. Um, and one of my new coaches, Deanna, like she was that for me over this past weekend. So from the made to grow event that you and I reconnected at having that something's off, I'm ready to pivot, taking a couple weeks, that transformation happened within 30 days, that pivot, right? I was able to say, Hey, no, I want to do things a little bit different. I want to market a little bit differently. This is what it's looking for. That connected me to Natalie Bullen, who I did a call with. She was able to connect me with Deanna Jean, who was able to give me the new strategy for what I want to do. And she's like, I want to put you, I want to make connections for you. And so that call that I have on Monday is one of those new connections that could be a game changer. But if we never open up and say, what do we want? If we never claim what we want, if we never say, I'm willing to be scared and dive into this, guess what? We can never achieve it and people cannot put us in those positions. And then the other thing was that I did my work. I did my work in my expertise. I have the social proof of the work that I can do. So these people that she's putting me in front of can go and check me out. And they're already excited about the conversations. We have to start listening to ourselves and you have to build your business in a brand in your business and your brand in a way that truly reflects who you are and your expertise so that when your name is called in these rooms that you're not in, that you're ready. Mm, yes. I love that. I love hearing about that, that 
um, pivot, that transformation in a sense of working with a coach, because we, we don't think that we need those coaches. And you're absolutely right. We need the coaches. Yeah, we do. You need the right ones. And so you won't know, I see a lot of people posting online in business groups like, well, how do you know the right coach to pick? And how do you, in a very plain and blunt way, like first you need to know what you want. I refer to everything in the sense of relationships, right? If I walked into a dating mixer right now and said, hey, I'm here, I'm great. People would be (laughs) like, okay, good for you. But if I walked in and I was networking with these men and I'm like, I'm really looking for marriage. I'm really excited to be a wife and to have children and whatever. The people who are just there to date frivolously will not be interested. The people who are just looking to hook up will not be interested. The people who are like, I'm just here for the free booze and to maybe meet somebody like casually will not be interested. But then we're left with the prospects of the people who want to be committed and also are in alignment with marriage. We have to do the same thing in our business. So you have to know what you want first. And as women, a lot of times we don't sit down and give ourselves space. I think that's the theme for this for this podcast today. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> we have to sit down and give ourselves space to ask ourselves, what do we want? And what do we need? And then you can go out and find the supports, whether it's a coach, whether it's somebody to help you implement, whether it's a new friend in this space or a new relationship that you need to be able to serve that want, that need, and that desire. I agree. Yeah. You know, you referenced reconnecting at the Major Girl Conference. And I remember in the audience listening to you speak and how passionate you were about the whole idea of being that that walking billboard of, of our brand. And and if we're not doing it, then why not? And you were not just passionate. I almost want to say you were almost forceful. And, and maybe forceful is the wrong word. Maybe what it was is that there was this this fierceness about you. And you were out there and it's like, you know what? Hey, it, it's almost like you were saying, hey, women, like, hey, everybody, like, wake up, pay attention. Why aren't you embracing your brand. And the audience, I, I, I was watching around the room and I mean, I was, I was totally enthralled listening. I was, I was like, you know, leaning in on every single word that you were sharing with us. And I looked around the room and everyone was just mesmerized and they were eating up everything that you were saying because your message was coming at the right moment for all of us to pay attention, to say, Hey, why aren't I embracing my brand? And if I don't know what my brand is, maybe I need to find out what it is. Absolutely. And thank you for that. I I accept the word forceful because at the end of the day, I find, especially in women entrepreneurship, we're too soft. We're too nice about things. We do not call each other out, even when we know that it's wrong. We don't say, hey, you might want to consider X, Y, Z. Hey, here's my first impression of of this and of you. Because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Like, get over it. (laughs) You're not hurting my feelings if you're being honest with me. I get to decide what to do with that information. So yes, there were some people in that room that day that did not like what I had to say because they were not ready to receive the message. That's not my problem. 
I stepped on their toes and they did not enjoy it. So they attach that to, I don't like Shana. Good for you. Oh, okay. Instead of recognizing, ooh, she was all up in my business and I'm not ready to look at me yet. And I'm scared. Right. And this is making me uncomfortable because I'm going to have to face some things that I have been running away from. I always say I'm going to be your best and worst mirror because (laughs) I will show you exactly who you are, good, bad, and ugly. And we will work through all of it. But at the end of the day, you have to be ready and willing to do your work. And so, you know, a lot of the feedback from that event was, thank you for giving us some tangibles. Thank you for making us actually think about what we need to do next. And a lot of women were able to take action from that as a result. And there's some people who, I said it in my talk, listen, you may not have known who I was when I walked in today, but you will know who I am by the time we're done because I'm a living, breathing billboard for my business and my brand. But the message, because of where it comes from, the backstory, the why around what I do, I don't want to see us 10, 20 years removed. And we're like, you know, that thing I told you I wanted to do 10 years ago, I haven't done it yet. And I used this word a lot that day. I said, unacceptable. We have never been in a better time as women with more opportunity to do the things that we want to do, with the resources to do the things that we want to do. So when we pacify each other in the process of growth, we are actually doing each other a disservice. So as a sisterhood, as womanhood, we need to to pull each other aside and say, you know what? I'm really loving this part of what you're doing. Have you considered this? And it's learning how to deliver that and then give it to the person and let them decide what they want to do with it. But your job is just to communicate. You know, it's being there for each other. It's supporting each other. It's championing ourselves. It's celebrating. We talked about why, why are we acknowledging or celebrating someone when they're dead, when we can do that when we're alive? Yes. Today. And how simple is it to just, you know, send somebody a message and say, I'm so proud of you. Like I, I'm seeing you out here being consistent and winning. You might be having the worst day of your life. You might be in a low point in your business and those messages can make a difference. Sometimes we don't have to do the tangibles, right? A lot of times, and something I'm really learning in this season of life is that the value is in our relationships. We are not all going to be each other's clients. I don't need you to do business with me for us to have a valuable relationship. Right. But those connections that we can make and say, Hey, you know what? You told me about something that you want to do. There's an opportunity over here. That's one of the best compliments that you can give somebody. Right. Whether they get it or not, doesn't matter. It's sharing each other. It's sharing our energy. It's support, like back to supporting each other. You know, Uh, you know, you mentioned about a village. I'm a member of uh, my Toastmasters club and I just did a speech on Thursday morning and I talked about it takes a village. You know, it's a village to raise a child, but I talked about my podcast. It took a village of people to support my, my baby, my child, my podcast. Yes, it does. And recognizing that it's okay that some of those people in that village will only be there for a season and some are going to be there for a lifetime. And that is all right. Right. But the thing is, if we bring it back to your brand, your brand has to be in alignment. So 
so that when those opportunities come, you are prepared. And it's not just about the essence of your brand. It's not just about the aesthetic side of the brand. You are the brand. It has to be about you being ready and you being in alignment because we talk about you being your best sales asset, you being that walking billboard. If that billboard is not ready and it's blank, people can't advertise you. People can't mention you. You could be the greatest, but when I go and check on your social proof, there's nothing there. It's time that we package our expertise. It's time that we say that we're ready and open for opportunities. It's time that we say that I'm not going to wait anymore to do that thing that I've known that I can do with my eyes closed for years. It is time. Tomorrow is not promised to us. What are we waiting for? Start. Just start. It's never going to be perfect. I don't care how long you've been doing it. It's never going to be perfect. So just do. Just be a doer. Yep. And put yourself first. Yes. Yes. Oh, my my goodness. This has been so inspirational, so educational, so wonderful. I mean, oh, thank you so much, Shana, for being on here and sharing your, not just the backstory for you, okay, of how you got started with this, but what you bring to the table, what you offer women, the opportunity to first show up as, as the woman, not the business, not the brand. It is who are we discovering? What are we, what is our brand ourselves? Not the brand of our business, but our brand identity and what we can bring to that business and to the brand of the business that has to be in alignment with who we are first. Yes. Today was so rich for me as well. I'm very grateful, honestly, for today because some things fell into alignment for me today in this conversation. Oh, I'm so glad. Me too. So thank you (laughs) for this opportunity, one, for us to have another beautiful conversation and for us to further our relationship, but also for the opportunity for your listeners to hear and whether they're in a formal business or not. Every single woman on here that is listening can take something away from today. Um, And I'm grateful for the opportunity to share that. Thank you so much. And I'm grateful for your presence and our relationship and the fact that we've reconnected. Um, That brings me so much joy. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) So until next time, think about who you are. As the woman, not the brand, not the business, think about your strengths, your core values. Think about what people compliment you on, the thing that lights you up, the thing that brings you so much joy, and consider doing something about that and connecting with Shana and going through the process of discovering who you are, discovering your worth, discovering what you can bring to the world because the world needs more of what you can offer them. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. 
Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.